Coming to you from the Riverbank studio, here's your host, Anthony Lewis, and this is the Touchdown City Podcast. Hey, Mountaineer fans, welcome to the Touchdown City Podcast. I'm Anthony Lewis coming to you from the Stone Church studio, and I appreciate you downloading this week's episode of the Touchdown City Podcast. This summer, we've been doing some special editions of the Touchdown City Podcast, talking to guys about the Backyard Brawl. So make sure you're subscribed to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, We're available on Apple, Spotify, Google. Uh, We even have a YouTube link, but I don't think, I haven't been uploading the, uh, I need to do that. I apologize to you guys. I need to uh, get up there and upload some of these to YouTube for the YouTube followers. Uh, But so far we've had Brian Joswiak on, we've had Bo Orlando, we've had Phil Braxton talking about the uh, the backyard brawl. Uh, we've had Steve Slayton on. So now, this week's episode, we're going to be joined by uh, Stedman Bailey. And of course, Stedman was a, uh, is a legendary wide receiver at West Virginia and played in a couple of backyard brawls before the transition to the Big 12. And um, But it's going to be great to hear his voice and get caught up with him. But before we do that, we're going to take a break and uh, get a word from a few of our sponsors. Make sure you support our sponsors. They help keep us uh, growing, and uh, we appreciate them. And don't forget, if you uh, like our show, make sure you hit subscribe. And also, um, just simply hit find us on Twitter and retweet us. Actually, we've got a contest going on right now on our social media platforms. Um, if you, on our Facebook page, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, it's basically like and share. We're giving away a $50 gas card to help you get to the first Mountaineer game and also a Touchdown City podcast t-shirt. So uh, swing by and uh, just follow the directions to enter that and we'll, we'll draw for that at the end of the month. All right, let's take that break. And when we come back, we'll be joined by Mountaineer legend wide receiver, Stedman Bailey. We'll do that after this. Don't go anywhere. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. It's Mountaineer football season at Tony the Tailor. Tony the Tailor is the Valley's preeminent men's clothing store. Master Tailor Anthony Perizzino has assembled an extraordinary combination of world-renowned vendors and support staff with one goal in mind, to exceed your expectations. In addition to hand-tailored clothing, Tony the Tailor also sells quality WVU apparel from Johnny O to show your support for the Mountaineers. Use promo code Let's Go for 20% off WVU apparel at bestmastertailor.com Hey guys, it's buy one get one free boneless wings every Thursday at Buffalo Wild Wings. And guess what? You're going to be a dad? What? No. It's boneless Thursdays, which means free wings. <laughs> You'd be a great dad. Buy one get one free boneless wings every Thursday, only at Buffalo Wild Wings. Buy one get one of equal value free at participating locations for a limited time. While supplies last, limit one, not valid with other offers, size exclusions apply, delivery and takeout valid on Buffalo Wild Wings website or app, fees may apply. Welcome, stranger. What's up, guys? This is Anthony Beck, former WVU tight end, and you're listening to the Touchdown City Podcast. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Podcast. I'm Anthony Lewis in the Stone Church studio. And joining me via telephone from the sunshine state of Florida, Mr. Stedman Bailey. How you doing, Stedman? 
Hey, man. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you taking time to, to join us here on the Touchdown City Podcast. And uh, and before we get into talking about the Backyard Brawl, first of all, just tell everybody how you're doing. You know, what, what are you up to this days, these days? I, I follow you a little bit on Facebook, but just how are things going for you down in Florida? Uh, well, you know, thanks for asking first and foremost. Um, but I'm doing extremely well. Um, I'm back residing down in South Florida, like you mentioned. That uh, life is well for me. Um, I kind of pretty much transitioned into becoming a, a public speaker, motivational speaker, and that's kind of what I've been up to as of late, as uh, as well as being a dad, being a husband, and uh, you know, just just taking it easy. Yeah. So, so you're you're out doing like the public speaking circuit. Are you traveling around the country? You just staying there talking to the kids in in Florida? Well, so far, um, you know, I'm still training myself up, you know, to just get as good as I can mm-hmm. with it. Um, but I've been doing a lot of local things. I'm definitely just stepping into the high schools and, uh, of course, the young athletes that are down here in South Florida that are coming up. Uh, you know, I really love the youth, so I I, I really get a lot out of being able to find young guys to mentor and um, even training guys for football. You know, I'm, I'm still strapping up my cleats nowadays and mm-hmm. uh, just, just helping the, the next generation out. So um, I'm pretty content with uh, everything that I'm doing and where I am in life. You know, and I know people have tuned in to listen to, to let's talk about Pittsburgh, but I think that's great because I think these days, people lose focus of really what youth sports is all about. So right. it's it's good to hear it come full circle from, from someone like you that, you know, realizes, Hey, wait a minute, these kids need some structure too. And right. you've been there and done that. And honestly, I just had the same conversation with a good friend of mine last night. We had a uh, group of us got together and welcomed the new, high, our old high school football coach. And we got together and we had the same conversation about just how important it is for the older guys to come together for the kids and not make it about politics, just make it about structure for them. And, and, you know, and you never know where football or basketball or any type of structure, anything is going to lead these kids. So this, that's great, man. I'm, I'm glad to hear you're doing that. Oh, yes, absolutely, man. There are a lot of, you know, life lessons that can be learned from playing a game, football or just sports in general. So, you know, um, a guy like myself, I just want to try to pay it forward to try to help lead the next generation, you know, in the right direction to follow their dreams and um, just just go as far as they can. And, you know, just make sure the little things, you know, not taking stuff for granted, um, just just trying to keep them abrupt, um, stuff like that. That's great. Well, let's talk about the backyard brawl a little bit. Oh yeah. So, whenever uh, when when I say backyard brawl, what what does that mean to you? Uh, it means war. To me, it means war. We, you know, we're going to war against Pittsburgh, and uh, you know, we as far as I'm concerned, we absolutely hate those guys. So, um. It, to me, like I say, when I hear backyard brawl, I think about wartime and uh, a great atmosphere. Uh, and I just think about Mountaineers punching Panthers in the face. <laughs> when, um, you know, obviously you, you're you're a little removed from your college days. But when you think back to that game playing against those guys, um, what kind of um, what, what comes to mind? What are some memories that really just pop out to you? Oh, okay. Well, 
Uh, I got a chance to play against Pittsburgh twice within my, my tenure at West Virginia, my redshirt freshman year, which was down in Pitt, and then my redshirt sophomore year, uh, which was at our home field. Um, and um, very, electric, very electric atmosphere, for sure. Um, I know both of those games we won, and just kind of thinking back to the very last game, um, we got a chance to win a, a very close one. I kind of remember all the details about the game. You know, it was a game that we kind of came out and we started out flat, whereas we were in the hole. I think we were in the hole down like maybe 10 points before we were able to finally put some points on the board, which came by way of me uh, putting up a pretty, coming with a pretty impressive 63-yard touchdown. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> uh, I, I, re I remember, you know, just – looking at the guys across from me and just, just having, you know, just ill feelings within my heart, uh, just trying to really kill them. So uh, the backyard brawl, I'm, I'm super excited about it. Well, the, us having the opportunity to reignite that at least for one year this year. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that it'll definitely go in our favor for us to pop the season off with a real nice win over a pit and, uh, you know, just, Move forward, we're having a good year. Absolutely, you, you know, with today's college football climate, um, and obviously with teams, it, and it started with the, the teams moving to the ACC, and then you felt the results of it moving to the Big Twelve. Um, the realignment stuff. The does it does it? Do you think it? These guys are kind of missing the rivalry. I mean. It, there's there's no sense of regional rivalries anymore. Do you do you miss that for West Virginia football? Uh yes, absolutely. And and not even just for for West Virginia football, all of college football. I mean, everybody enjoys rivalry week and um I I think the conference realignment at this point is kind of getting a little out of control. Uh, I'm not really sure what they're aiming to do. I mean, I'm always aware that money is the root of a lot of things but nevertheless you know they're snatching away rivalry games you know and uh, something that i don't really like to see mm -hmm. i kind of grew up well not kind of i grew up here in south florida and before i was put on to west virginia i pretty much just paid attention to university of miami football and you know the very strong rivalry that they had here in the state of florida with florida state and uh, you, you know, they still get a chance to play each other, but games like Pitt and West Virginia are no longer. So that to me sucks, but I mean, can't really do anything about it. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I don't really get fired up for Oklahoma State. Not like I would playing Syracuse or uh, Boston College or Pittsburgh, Virginia Tech. I, I honestly think, you know, because I got a chance to play in both Big East and uh, the Big 12, I, I actually think that the Big East was a little more competitive. And I, I believe, you know, that came from just years of playing against the team, the Boston, I mean, not the Boston College, but the Syracuse, the, the Yukons, mm -hmm. the Bills. Uh, I used to love it. I used to love it, man. But, you know, like I say, Money seems to be the root, so yeah. you know, they they doing a bit much now. 
Yeah. Do you? Um, how often do you do you get to sit down and watch uh, the Mountaineers? Every Saturday, man. I don't miss oh, a nice. game. Every Saturday, I'm um, and I'm usually always reaching out to the receivers that are within the program. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the newcomers, I just want to let them know, you know, that I'm always a person that they could reach out to if they ever have any questions, whether it's about stuff pertaining to uh, on the field or even off the field, you know, re- regular life stuff. Uh, so uh, Bryce and Sam James, uh, we got JT Daniels that should be leading the way for us. I'm super excited to see. Uh, what the offense and just the team in 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 whole will do this year, but I, I really like the potential, um, and I see that we are still like underdogs. Mm-hmm. So I saw some poll come out uh, with the Big Twelve rankings, and they had us like ranked eighth out of nine Big Twelve teams. So clearly, we got a lot to prove, you know. But mm-hmm. no worries. I'm I'm pretty sure that the guys are working hard and. You know, they'll be ready to get after it this year. Kind of going back to the backyard brawl, there was one season you, you played you played in the combat game, right, with the combat uniforms? Correct. What, uh, I remember them breaking those out, and, they, and you probably saw they recently broke out some new uniforms they're going mm-hmm. to wear. Was that the kind of the same reaction whenever you guys saw those new Nike combat uniforms? When, oh, yes. Uh, I thought that our combat jerseys were sick. At the time, um, obviously, they were a new look. And, you know, Nike had did some really cool things to uh, implement some very cool details into the jerseys. You know, for us, we those were called the Cold Rush jerseys. And I remember, or not remember, I still have my jersey here with me. But uh, the, the famous words of Coach Stu, late Coach Bill Stewart, mm-hmm. uh, no doubt were engraved into the jersey. So... Um, those jerseys to me hold a very special place in my heart. Um, you know, Coach Bill Stewart, those words, I mean, to this day, you know, I think about leaving no doubt. Yeah, so he he was a a special look at those new jerseys. Uh, hopefully, you know, the guys will be pretty pumped up about wearing those and and getting the win in them. You know, we it's, it's nice to look pretty and cute and all that stuff, but. You know, let's take care of business on the field. So, uh, but I do love those new jerseys as well. Um, I would love to see them up close in, in person. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to be at the backyard brawl. So I'm pretty sure I will see them. Nice. Person. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the Mountaineer fans. So they put they put the tickets on sale this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe they sold their allotment in a day. Yeah. <laughs> So I fully expect for there to be about thirty or forty thousand West Virginia fans in the house uh, on September first. The um, you know just thinking back, you know you, you you made mention of the the big play that that you made, um, and and they still whenever they show the highlights or there's photos or video of the backyard brawl that you've seen probably some of the clips they've released. The, when yeah. you come and you give the guy the stiff arm and you kind of break loose, kind of walk us through that play, what you remember um, about that. Uh, well, I remember at that point in the game being a little frustrated just because, for one, we were down. Um, to a certain degree, we were kind of struggling on offense. And even myself, you know, I was kind of not really being productive at the time. So 
the moment I got a chance to break free, you know, and Gino saw me on a, a, a post pattern, which he made a one a great throw, great throw, lead me up the field. You know, I got a chance to make the catch, and you know, here I am. I know I got a defender on my backside, so was, I'm thinking, you know, maybe I can outrun him. But then I see other guys closing in on me, so. I don't know what made me kind of just slow down to deliver a stiff arm, but that was just kind of pure instinct. Slow down, and here's the guy that popped up in front of me that seemed like he wanted to give me a hug or something. And it's like, oh, no, no way, you know. <laughs> so I delivered my stiff arm, which kind of propelled me back in the opposite direction. And from there, you know, those guys weren't able to catch me. So uh, it looked very smooth. And... um you know, I'm happy that every time, like you say, we do speak about the backyard brawl, that's the image that's shown. Because it's, it's a very disrespectful image. <laughs> yeah, you punked it's him. A very, it's a very disrespectful image. And, and that guy, he got to live with that forever. You know, Mountaineer guy punched in the face and ran the other way for a touchdown. That's, yeah, that, that's classic. So I, I can, um, I can you know, I could poke my chest out about that one, you know. <laughs> that's great. Well, man – Again, I'm not going to keep you long. I know you got a busy morning, and I just wanted to catch up with you, let the fans hear your voice and, and kind of get some perspective um, from you about the Backyard Brawl. I know it's great to hear that you're doing so many good things about the youth, especially, um, you know, reaching out to the current guys. I think that's important. And, oh, yeah. Um, and that you're going to be in Morgantown, you know. You know how it is, man. You know, when Mountaineer fans, when you, I'm sure they show you a lot of love still. What? Once a Mountaineer, always a Mountaineer, man. Mount, Mountaineer Nation and Morgantown is my second home, so it's always a great time to, to be back amongst what I call family members when I'm I'm in Morgantown and I'm around the fans. You know, I look at everybody like family. So uh, I look forward to being back in Morgantown quite a few times this year. And who knows what the future holds, man. You know, I'm just taking things a day at a time. I know that um, the, the whole coaching thing for me, that was a – opportunity that was on the table mm-hmm. uh, I just kind of think you know just personally the place and space that I'm in in my life that's probably not the best thing for me you know like I say I'm enjoying being a dad I've got my son that's now stepping into uh, tackle football so you know I'm just trying to lead him and be there for him with, on his journey so but like I say who knows um, I'm always open for anything WVU related so yeah absolutely yeah, man. I mean, you know, I've got a 12-year-old. It's important being, especially at that age, if you say he's – how old is he? How old he's not. Oh, he's uh, not. Yeah, I mean, that's just an important time for you to be there. You, you know the lifestyle. The coaching, the playing lifestyle is tough, you know. Yeah. So it's good that you're there and uh, able to guide him through his uh, journey. So that's good to hear, man. Blessing. All right, man, I'm going to cut you loose. Again, thank you for joining us here on the Touchdown City Podcast. And uh, best of luck to you. If if people want to reach out to you to do public speaking, how can they get in touch with you? Do you have uh, anything set up yet or you just mess him, hit him on Twitter, anything like that? Yeah, I mean, we kind of just, at least for now, uh, the, the social medias uh, kind of work. Mm-hmm. Not kind of, they do work. My mm-hmm. social media, I am steady and ambition on Instagram. My Twitter is Bailey underscore Stedman. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm around. I'm available. You know, I'm always willing to talk to the kids, you know, share my own personal testimony, which is, you know, pretty powerful in itself. So Absolutely. 
Yeah. Uh, God is good, man. I just, you know, keep on going. Amen. Amen. Well, it's good to hear your voice. It's here to good. The, it's here. It's good to hear you're doing so well. You know, you've got a, a great story, but, um, you know, I, I think good things are coming your way, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. Happy. And, uh, you know, I'll be talking to you guys again soon. Absolutely. Soon. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get you back on for sure. For sure. All right. All right. Take care, Stedman. You too, man. All right. WVU great Stedman Bailey there with his, uh, just a few memories that he had a busy morning. We were going to try to go a little longer, but he had some things planned. So we, we got to catch up with him. It's good to hear his voice. Um, I'm actually thrilled to hear that, um, that he's doing the, the public speaking thing and he's got a, uh, a great story to tell. Um, obviously the incident there in Florida and, but it's, it's important for men and, and athletes that have made it to go back and, and talk and give back to their communities. You know, these young kids need, uh, guidance and they need to see that they can make it and be positive. And, uh, it's awesome. Awesome to hear him, uh, doing that and uh you heard him there man the doors never shut maybe for an opportunity in morgantown so you know you never know you might see him on the sidelines again coaching in morgantown so uh that is it for the touchdown city podcast this week i do want to remind you if you're looking for a great place to stay in morgantown check out murph landing at mountaineerfieldhouse.com the place is called Murph Landing. It's a two-bedroom, one-bath, cottage-style home that's available for rentals. It is walking distance to the football stadium. You don't have to just use it for football. You can use it for basketball. You can use it year-round. It's pet-friendly. There's a grill. Great location. I've stayed there several times. You've heard me talk about it. Uh, great friends of mine, Murph Landing. Look them up on all the social media platforms, and you can rent it on through the website, Mountaineer Fieldhouse. Don't forget, if you enjoyed this episode of the Touchdown City Podcast, swing by your favorite podcast platform, hit like, subscribe, leave us a review, share it. And if you're interested in one of the two new designs that we got in t-shirts or a one-cent koozie, head over to touchdowncity.com and place your order. And for our podcast listeners, use the the code TDC. And again, that's TDC, like Touchdown City, TDC20 for a 20% discount on the t-shirts. And uh, again, we always appreciate you downloading the Touchdown City podcast. And we'll be back with some more episodes from the Backyard Brawl, so stay tuned for that. But again, we're out of here this week. Again, thanks for downloading the show. We'll talk to you real soon. The Touchdown City Podcast is produced by Anthony Lewis in partnership with HD Media, the Charleston Gazette Mail. Get your Touchdown City Podcast merchandise by visiting touchdowncity.com.